All right. So, this is the Black M and Nerds Podcast. And substituting for Max, like my name is John Fair Valley, John Paul Valley, Dick Grayson, Wally West, or whatever kind of replacement you want to call me. It's Anthony. <laughs> I'm joined by Seiku Barretse. Did I say that right? Yes, sir. Cool. And Brandon D, the man with What's the deep, deep voice. <laughs> What's up, everybody? All right, so to begin with the segment, we're going to start off talking about the new ghastly, ghouly show that everybody's liking right now, Jujutsu Kaisen. Anything you guys want to say about the recent set of episodes there? Because we're on episode five, right? Yeah, we're, we got quite a few under the belt now. Yeah, uh, episode four was crazy. As Seiko said it, you start off with uh, cl- class four, grade four, curse spirits. It's like, oh, wooden bat should do you good. Grade three, oh, gun should do do you good. But as soon as you hit special grade, you need a carpet bomb and nuke above to kill these things. And they got high scores. I'm like, but they got <laughs> Why are they making high schoolers fighting these things if you need a carpet bomb, of all things, to kill these special grades and stuff? And they went full on. The whole atmosphere of the show changed as soon as they went into that prison. And I saw that dude bit in half completely by that curse spirit. And that's when you knew shit was getting real. And then that uh, special grade pulled up on Megamine and uh, UG. And everything just shit hit the fan quickly <laughs> and cleared out. Maybe <clears throat> cleared out and tried to get help and run outside and everything. And Yuji's like, I don't want to die in this position. And he was just getting his ass beat by that special grade and was about to get flamed in, out of existence by that just raw power just cleared a whole section of the prison it was crazy seeing that much power from one curse spirit and everything <clears throat> and then you have the asshole Sakuda taking over he's like oh you want me to take over say less I would make <laughs> sure you you have a living hell by the time you wake back up and if you ain't gonna answer fine by me I'll take over <laughs> and then proceeded to beat the crap out of that special grade and was so disrespectful hitting him with his own arm and then just sitting all cross-legged, sitting there like, hey, what's up? And as soon as Sakuda hit the gang signs with the malevolent shrine, I knew it was going to get intense. I mean, Mappa killed it with that malevolent shrine domain expansion thing because that was amazing. The music and choreograph and everything with setting it up and all, all that. And the curse bear wanted no part of that. So that was awesome. And as for episode five, we have the continuation of the fight, and it was one-sided, and uh, Sakuna came out and fulfilled his promise on torturing Megamine as much as possible and just proceeded to toy with him and rip out Yuji's heart. He's like, oh, I don't need this. I got four others. He'll li- I'll live without it, but Yuji won't once I switch back over. And, of course... <laughs> putting Megami in the worst possible position, having to fight this special grade while already been bloodied and beaten up and everything. And he gets thrashed badly, gets yeeted through five buildings, 
and then just drop kicked and Sakuda's just having the time of his life jumping across the rooftops, just beating his ass all across town. And man, it was wild. And I loved uh Panda's introduction. He at the end of the episode he was like, Oh, I Febreze myself so I don't sink. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. I see where this is going. And uh the introduction of Maki and everything, they nailed it perfectly with everybody's attitude and everything. The uh, voice actors killed it with the uh, matching the energy and everything because she's super snippy, but at the same time, she's nice and caring and everything. So, all in all, it was very good. Good to hear. First Jennifer Lawrence reference, then Febreze. Very <laughs> topical. And you guys are right about the power, like, escalating, which is great. This is cool. And then seeing the shit, the damage, seeing the... He's a tough kid, but he's in a tough-ass world. So, as we all know, it's going to get harder and harder. He's not going to be in Subaru levels of, you know, fuckery, but he'll be close. So, ideally, do you guys like the pacing of the anime so far? Oh, yeah, no doubt. Especially the nice little tweaks that they add every now and then. Um, the one thing I really love that they highlighted was the part where, in the very first episode, the way um, the MC ate um, the finger. He didn't just tie it in his hand to swallow it. So I'll go, you know, against the monster, the cursed monster. Then he was like, all right, this is last resort. If I want to beat him, I have to eat this finger right now. And just flinged it from his mouth and just swallowed that shit whole. That shit was awesome to me. It it was a, that was a good characterization choice, I think, because like you yeah. said, it highlighted that you know, hey, this is the last resort. We're gonna just, die. That's just eating fingers out here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's one of the things I like about the show the the finger system. Oh yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting <laughs> choice of how to present the different threat levels too. You, Brandon, mm-hmm. you liking the pacing? Oh, yeah, absolutely, especially with the introduction to um, how the series is power-scaled and everything, how they set up fights. Everything just feels balanced and equal, especially with the pacing. They didn't drag out the fights or anything, but they had them, like, just right, especially for um, <clears throat> with Megamine uh, making his way through the building and all, fighting off different uh, curse spirits that were also in there, along with the special grade and everything. It's really good pacing for this series. And I like the outro, um, the ending animations, the uh, short little clip we get at the end with everybody talking and everything. And we have, uh, what's her name? Kugisa, what's her name? Uh, Nobara, in that she likes uh, Smash Bros and everything. (laughs) I enjoy them. (laughs) Relevance, relevance. You gotta love it. I'm liking that one senpai who... (laughs) With ingredients for rice cake. <laughs> I, was, I was like, this. I, for, I forgot about that guy. So when they came mm-hmm. back to him, I was throwing the hell off. I was like, uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, this dude. <laughs> All right, I'm gloss over it, but um, one, I love how they actually kept their word when they said a student is gonna die on this mission. Yeah, that man died. <laughs> yeah, it's my now <laughs> that man is dead. No heart, like the kuna means business. Like, bro. <laughs> oh, and then that has another we've thing said, where just that. Uh, what you said? I said it's good that we've established that. Oh yeah. Means business. 
Yeah, because when what Sukuna right away he knew like, um, he, yeah, he's like thinking, right? He's not just uh, um, I hate everything. I want to kill everything. Like he's like, bro, if I want to be keep this body permanently, I have to think ahead. Oh, this guy definitely won't want to keep his body if he has no heart. This is scared of dying. So let me rip <laughs> this finger for his shins to make sure I definitely keep in his body and get this tiny power up to throw some hands. Um, definitely love it that Gojo, um, he already figured out like the head brass on um, plan because he was like, dude, why the hell are these students despite in such a grade? That makes no sense. They are literally first grade. And that's like all our questions I've been too, you know? So he bought that up um, so that the show acknowledged that that should have happened, but it was a reason for it. You know, the higher ups, they're just like, um, right now, it's Adori. That's his name, right? It's Adori. He's yeah. a canon. We don't know when he's going to trigger, when Sukuna is just going to resurrect. So right now, there's uh, a, a fraction that just wants him dead, you know? So... <laughs> When Gojo definitely threatened, like, bro, should I just kill them all? Like, I can do it. I have to. I should just kill them all. Like, <laughs> he's like, say less. I definitely enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, Gojo was ready to fuck some shit up. He was like, I'll, we'll take the high ups out. No problem. Just say the word. No more. He's like, he was like, I'm ready to go. Whatever you need me to. People got to know this guy's not any Kakashi. He means business, you know? Disrespect. My name is, my name is Gojo. <laughs> oh, and yeah. I mess around in this dojo. <laughs> All right. Now, next, we're going to a series that is going to some ser- some serious heights. Haikyuu. We're to the top, part two of season four. The last few episodes, we transitioned to Nekoma, and Nekoma has had a big game parallel to Karasuno. Last we saw Karasuno, they were beating a team who's basically what they could be, what the Atsumu twins. And we saw that one of the Atsumu twins thinks he has a Sharingan. <laughs> they copied their quick attack. They copied, They figured out their defense. They're all Every other part of their offense. And they got a great setter. One of the so, goats. It's all about like this. And what happened action is that in the manga, they I liked about the anime. They cut out a lot of the more needless or like more nitty gritty scores. They still throw a few in there, but it's still it makes the game transition smoother when you don't have to waste like a whole ten to fifteen minutes on one point. So that's always something good to see. And it made this game very intense from the jump when they hit those striking, like the serious, like when they first score using Karasuno's quick attack and Karasuno's just like, what? They hit us with their own pimp? What? What? <laughs> so, that really put in a sense of like a threat with this team. And it sort of reminds them that, you know, this Nationals thing is getting harder and harder because they're seeing more and more of who they are. And, uh, I still remember I had someone calling Kageyama goody two-shoes, and he sort of built himself up as a hill for Kageyama to climb. Like how Ushijima was a hill for the whole team to climb. Asuma was who Kageyama could be and who he can pass over to be the king of the court. And then after that, we transitioned to Nekoma, who has their own game going on. They want you to see them bond a bit more. 
Plus, we also learned that Kemba does not like to get tired. He goes from being very analytical to, you know, complaining about things like gravity. <laughs> if gravity didn't exist, the ball wouldn't fall into our court. The latest of us on it's like, well, yeah. But that's what you can tell. He's usually more level-headed, but when he starts saying stuff like he's hinted to, it makes it clear. And past few seasons, it feels like we've been building to Nakamura versus Karasuno, doesn't it? Like season one, we meet them. Season two, season three, it hasn't happened yet, but it seems like it because Nakamura's solidifying themselves, Karasuno doing the same, and it's like the perfect rivals, right? With that being said, would you guys be surprised if that happens? I mean, they got a lot to, a lot of, they got a big ass road to go through for each other, but. Seeing how it's playing out, you think so? Can you repeat that? I'm sorry, man. <laughs> oh, okay. So, do you think Nekoma and Crossnell, the battle of the garbage dump, you think that could happen this season? Oh, for sure. For sure. It has to happen this season. Um, yeah, uh, the Asuma Twins are definitely like the biggest photo we have seen yet. Just realize yeah. how balanced their team are around a amazing wing spiker. They're just a huge hurdle, but they're the perfect, pretty much also training team to fight against for them to better themselves. We're already seeing um, Hanata using everything he learned during the camp um, support-wise in this battle. Um, We're seeing some groundwork for, I forgot what his name, but the other nervous dude who do like nice little sets um, that's oh, trying yeah. to learn low sets. The nervous Huh? Yes. Um, yes. We learned, um, he failed on his first one, you know, but it's that failure that's going to help him grow from there. So there's been a lot of setup um, with this uh, match. So there's no doubt we're finally going to get that herp of the, what was it, the battle of the trash, um, heart, trash or something? The garbage, yeah. Yeah, garbage, dump- yeah. <laughs> Okay, we're definitely going to, for sure. But is that, they're definitely going to work for it. That's that's going to be the big facts. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I really like that we got to see how versatile each team is with their setters. Oh, yeah. Like, Ken was not a freak like Kageyama or the Atsumu Twins. He's got, he's got a freaky brain. He's very smart. Mm-hmm. He can read the field and, like, for me, who's never played volleyball and I watch the show, I got to make comparisons. It's like Ken is a more cerebral point guard. He, he's got great vision. He may not be, like, the most athletic, but he knows how to put people in position. So, And the, uh, I remember the episodes was definitely making a point where it's like, I forgot his name, but the, the Mohawk kid, he was trying to, like, he was all about guts, right? You have to have the most guts to win. <laughs> all about just his drive of never quitting. So in a way, Kemma do have amazing guts. It's just not that fiery passion, but never quitting. Um, that's what definitely made made it super. Um, what's the word? Relatable for me because Kemma like all your low athlete, but really um you're super gamer who love playing video games but at the same time 
when you're actually trying something that you have a passion for, like volleyball, you don't want to let your team down. You want to keep playing hard. You're going to struggle a lot, no doubt right. about it. But you're not you're not going to just stop. That because I'm um I remember having the same feeling when I was in a track team. Oh man, um joining a track team senior year definitely not the greatest idea. He has <laughs> zero. <laughs> so I remember how God, that was like the worst thing in the world. But it definitely helped build my endurance for when we actually did a five-mile run in one of the parks in New York. And, yeah, no matter, even though I was very slow, very last on the line, everyone passed me. I never, I just never gave up. I just kept on running, you know? And that's, that's what's good. Um, just give you that motivation, that self-motivation that you need, especially right. growing up. So yeah, I definitely episode for sure yeah. yeah i also like that they still they keep training the other teams and the other kids is like well kids mm-hmm. even when they're playing against them they're not necessarily villainous like even the single twins the most dickish thing would have been like oh you're a good guy and even then that's kind of like huh, what like they're not terrible only person mm-hmm. you can say ter- is terrible is oikawa and even then he's just he was kind of cartoonish Mm-hmm. overdone he kind of knew it too that's another thing also to transition next Seiku you keep it up with Yashihime or not yes I have alright cool you want to start off there alright so um, I could just talk about this week episode this week episode finally gave us a nice little Mah- uh, Mahoya what's her name Mahoyo? Moroha. Yeah. Moroha. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Moroha. Uh, she finally got some great shine that she needed. Because for the longest, I was waiting to see what kind of power-up she's going to get with that whole um, lipstick powder thing. Because these last four episodes, she always like showed it, and she went, mm, maybe I shouldn't use it right now. Granted, <laughs> but makes a lot of sense. She only can use her nice little power-up for one minute and then she's knocked out for the rest of the day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The whole episode, I was like, they kept saying that she killed one of the perils, and I was like, are we sure we killed one of the perils? Or because she was asleep. What's up with this? Did she just lose memories and someone else killed her? And just like, hey, let me just leave her body here. Nah, she killed that boy. (laughs) I will say my own question, and maybe you can answer. Did he flash back to Inuyasha days where they said um, Sango fought this guy and he ate, like, her bamboo boomerang thing, um, bone boomerang. Um, and I remember that episode, but I don't really remember the callback. Cause it said, is, it, is this on one of the perils the same guy who just got resurrected? That's what it seems like to me. Like, Because oh, when, he, when he was so head form he looked like the same person so i was like yeah he wasn't resurrected then i thought then sango killed him so I why thought it was, I thought it was gonna be a fake out i feel like it's gonna be a fake out but yeah. paranoid yeah because that, that was the only thing i was like i don't remember obviously them defeating him killing him but i assume after each battle they you know did the purification everyone died he probably had a a jewel shard right and right. But now he um he came back, died to Mahoroha again. Right. <laughs> so then his 
try to resurrect him again. So I was like, bro, how many times are you going to die to people, bro? <laughs> You're making the peril garbage, bro. <laughs> he, he's trying. He's trying. Let's give him a he's, do, he's doing his best, okay? Oh, yeah. No doubt. I bet. <laughs> he's just a skull bill. So what What most can he do, right? <laughs> right. Um. He's, he, he probably got caught off guard. Let, let, let's just let's just give him that. Let's give him that benefit. Right. That. We saw a little girl. He was like, ah, I probably got this. And then she she, she got some lipstick. He's like, huh? That's weird. Why she putting some lipstick on? What the hell? Where's my scope? <laughs> you want to look nice for your casket? And she's like, do you? And he's like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> got him. <laughs> and you know, he's just sitting there mad as fuck. Like, oh hey, yeah, really, really. <laughs> I definitely love how Sasuna, even though she saw Maroha went off, her father tribute attacks Maroha. Uh, Sasuna had the same thought I had, and she was like, "Man, them attacks weak, bro." I was like, "Bro, that was the weakest attack," and it was. I was low key getting mad every time I would listen to the dub, and I heard him say that. Um, use those attacks, I'm like, bro, use your goddamn sword. <laughs> <laughs> Blood sickles ain't doing shit, bro. <laughs> That's too golden. <laughs> so that definitely made me laugh. But yeah, you have anything else you want to bring up for it? Uh, honestly, I was surprised at uh, the fact that we almost got a, that we got a key kill fake out. Mm-hmm. That, really killed, that really killed me. I was like, is she? I was like, is she really back? And it's like, nah, it's just a tree. It's just a tree fucking with us. I was like, I was about to say, God damn it, stay down, woman. stay down. <laughs> you know she don't like staying, Doug. <laughs> That's true. It's like, you think death is the last, is a, until death, and it's like, nah, not really. But I do like how they're differentiating the kids from their parents. Mm-hmm. I'm still amazed that a Morocco is a whole ass parent. <laughs> right, and like. <laughs> You know, life lessons of his monk teachings. <laughs> She's like, I don't know who that guy was, but he was in fire, man. <laughs> I just wonder if I, I would just like to see his master and be like, you know, see him now and be like, mm-hmm. oh shit, I did a good job. I did a good job. Because <laughs> I know when he left him, left him first, he was like, I let a 15 year old boy go on a trip with this girl in tight spandex. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> He's like, you were supposed to be a monk. <laughs> but, yeah, that's one of the things. It's a pretty great show so far, and I'm definitely glad it's on Hulu and nice and cheap. Oh, yeah. And with that said, Brandon, take it away. Reserve, the reserve table is all yours. Yeah, that season finale was something else. We get an introduction to Satella. We, I was not expecting her personality to be like that at all. As soon as she pulled up on Subaru, I'm like, she's going to kill this man a thousand times over. But nope, <laughs> she's just talking him in his ear, just like, oh, you should care about your life. Oh, I want you to value your life. Don't throw it away as some tool. I want you to succeed. It's like, what? Where did this come from? <laughs> like, who are you? Like, why do you, why, why are you caring so much, even though I've suffered? God knows what, and it's, he threw his life away, <laughs> he was willing to throw his life away, Subaru bit his tongue, and was ready to reset everything, and Minerva was like, nope, I'm not letting this shit happen. <laughs> she was like, you, you killing yourself is worse than what any other witch had done. I'm like, 
okay, why do y'all have the title of witches? But what the worst thing uh, Subaru could have done was kill himself. That had me wondering. I'm like, what are these witches doing up in here? <laughs> Uh, doing in uh, Akinda's dream world thing and what did they do in the past and we had uh, Subaru get his uh, qualifications to enter the temple taken away and we'll see how he ha- is he's able to handle that and we have Patrash all beaten up and stuff pulling him out of the temple and Otto's just there trying to console him after freaking out wondering what's going on and everything and then we have Rosewall pull up in the cabin. We have Subaru talking. And Rosewall's like, oh, yeah, I, uh, I'm i the one who sent out the hit on the mansion and everything. I wanted to see how you handled it. And Subaru's like, what? <laughs> it took him a second to process that he was about to snap, but he didn't know how to react or where to go because he's just like, bro, please tell me you're joking. Please say psych right now. <laughs> He's just like, please call it off. Please call it off. He's like, no, no, I just want to see how you handle this whole situation. And he, I'm, I was so mad at Rosewall <laughs> pulling that bullshit after we all the loops we had seen with the tragedy with uh, Beatrice and uh, uh, Frederica and everything that happened in the mansion in previous loops, all the suffering he had gone through. It's like, give this boy a break. Why are you doing this? <laughs> And he says he cares, but what type of caring is that that you want him to make a choice whether to either save the temple or save the mansion? And it's it's wild. And then we cut to the end where Otto just smacks the fire out of Subaru. It's just like, bro, I'm here to help you. I'm your friend. It's like, come to me if you need anything. I know you're suffering, but say something. Speak up. It's I'm here for you. And Subaru just needed that snap back to reality, saying, I have people who are willing here, willing to help me and everything. And then we cut to that and then leave us on a giant cliffhanger. And I tell you what, January cannot get here fast enough. The second curve of uh, season two of ReZero. It's going to be a weird world. I have Definitely. no clue what decision Subaru is going to make because Rosewall really put him in between the rock because the man is already dealing with the mobbies, uh, Elsa, and at the temp at the sanctuary you got to deal with the bunnies, <laughs> those damn bunnies, <laughs> rogue bunnies eating every goddamn thing in sight, and just talk. He has too much on his plate and he needs more help more than ever, but Rosewall's just throwing a wrench and everything, just watching the world burn around him and seeing how it goes. Reminds me of that pick of Kevin Hart. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's always like that. That's that's Subaru's whole life right now. Help me. <laughs> that finale was a good way to end things and make me feel like damn one one door closes. Two doors open. Our boy can't kiss. He can't win. He can't win for losing. Can't win nothing. I'm like, ooh, this that's that's rough, buddy. Is <laughs> <laughs> that's his whole life, and it's like, okay, you know what? You the fact you're still here is a good thing, pal. You're a good thing, pal. Yeah, Subaru's existing. <laughs> At this point, he's accepted it. So, 
you know what? I'm happy for him that he can make it. <laughs> now that we're done commiserating about Subaru's pain that and that we enjoy watching every week, let's talk about upcoming Netflix anime. Oh yeah, as Way of the House Husband. Yes. For, our, for our listeners who don't know what that is, who wants to describe it? Oh, I could, I can. <laughs> I haven't cool. read the series, but I read synopsis more than enough time to be interested. So, <laughs> on Yakuza head, um, he's known as the Dragon. Um, he's like the greatest legend of the Yakuza, and he finally decides to hang up his mantle to finally try to become a house husband. <laughs> so. It's pretty much a slice of life story with him trying to accumulate back to the civilian world while he still has this huge back in legend um infamy stories about him, you know. So yeah, it's it's hard to you can imagine it's hard to adjust to civilian life, trying to buy diapers, groceries and stuff like that. Pretty much just trying to be a, a stay at home dad. <laughs> so be a nice, wholesome um story from what I, the little clips I saw. And most of his gag, most of the gags are his face, really. He makes the great, you know, gangster, ugly gangster faces. You guys didn't know, they also have a live action TV series of the, uh, the way of the house. Which I'm told is really good. Like, you would think, you know, live action, ah, but I gotta see it. That's pretty good, you know? I think it'd be even better to see some of those faces like live action. Because <laughs> I know once this comes out, the group is going to be filled with, you know, memes of it. Basically, oh, yeah. You know, just his oh, <laughs> you yeah, and, yeah, and for um, <clears throat> the live action series, the same voice actor that does uh, Sakuna for Jujutsu Kaisen is also doing the... Um, uh, live action as the main protagonist for the uh, live action series. So I thought that one. Oh, oh, the shit. Well, that's, that's, that's fitting. Yeah. I like the voice. <laughs> His Same voice energy. is a perfect match. I can imagine he's using a very intimidating voice during the series when he's trying to be, you know, like wholesome. <laughs> oh, my God. What do you mean? I need to get the sale. <laughs> For me, uh, I'm not gonna lie. Everybody already knows probably what I'm really looking forward to, and that's Son of Ogre. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. And like, <laughs> there's some parts I'm wondering about because like, there's a scene where Baki snatches the president out of his motorcade. <laughs> so I'm wondering like, who the, who they're gonna do as the president there? Mm-hmm. So like. That'll be interesting. And then I think one thing I like about the series is how I'm gonna they do a really good job with pacing because the Netflix show felt much quicker. So I'm thinking they're gonna do a really good job showing us the fights leading up to Baki versus Yujiro, like Oliva. I'm just really hyped to see how it plays out because I never, never, ever, 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 ever <laughs> expect this to be animated. So I'm fucking floored. Speaking of, I was like speaking of series I never thought was going to be animated. It was going to be short, but comes out January. You're going to see me post about it every other week. 
Yeah. A super nice, wholesome slice of life uh, rom com where every character is character. Repeat the name again. Repeat the name again. Yeah. It's pretty much short for um, Hori to Miyamura. Um, Hori being a girl named Miyamura being a guy. And oh. is it their romance story? And it is amazing. And like I said, it's not just following this main side characters get a lot of focus. They get their nice little romance going on. Some side characters are already in relationships, so you get to see that. Some characters is in like a love triangle. It's just a very wholesome series. And from what I see in the trailers, the animation from Cloverworks is already amazing. I'm already sold. So I am ecstatic on what they're going to have. I need them to have season two, season three, season four, be on lockdown. It better not be a one season and done deal. Nah. I need all my manga readers. Massive on that. In addition, there's also Yasuke, produced by MAPPA. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is going to be kind of trippy, because I remember they said magic and mechs, so I'm always a fan of letting artists get to, you know, sprawl what they want, and I really like LaShawn Thomas's art, so letting him have a whole playground of, you know, samurai swords, magic, and mechs seems like a cool idea, so that's going to be fun to look at. And Godzilla. Oh, yeah. Godzilla. We're going to have anime with Godzilla. I like the last little set of movies they had, especially the first one where they're like, we kill Godzilla. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, that was the baby Godzilla. (laughs) (laughs) Then why is this mountain roaring behind me? (laughs) So I think it's it's a fun thing to give the character different, like, iterations and takes. I'm reading the summary for this singular point. I'm wondering how these young geniuses are going to deal with Godzilla. Like, maybe they'll get another version of Mechagodzilla together or something. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then Be the Beginning. I did not expect a sequel to the series, so that was a surprise. Because when they saw the last case, I was like, okay, that was nice. Nice little one-off. Then Max dropped a list of, like, Netflix series, and it's like, oh, shit, there's a sequel. What? <laughs> High-Rise Invasion. I'm surprised I got animated, too. Kishi Bay Rohan. I'm okay with this being animated, but I feel like I'm being teased. I don't care about the side stories right now. I want Stone Ocean. <laughs> oh, yeah. True that. True that. True that. Rohan's cool and all, but yeah. Then there's Roman Empire bath designer Lucius ends up in modern Japan. I'll find the two cultures aren't so different after all. I'm probably going to end up watching this just because how weird it sounds. A bathhouse comedy. Yeah, we'll see how that one goes. Resident Evil Infinite Darkness. I'm curious to see that because they're using the whole, you know, it looks like a cleaner version of the games. So I'm wondering what they're going to do there. Vampire in the Garden. A young girl and a vampire going and searching for paradise. Pacific Rim. The Black. Now I'm wondering about how Pacific Rim is surviving and I think it'll work greater than anime. And it might get some people interested in Mecha. Yeah. <laughs> Transformers, the sequel, the second part of this trilogy. This this trilogy is kind of grim and gritty. Not overly so, but I fucks with it. It's rather heavy. The AllSpark lost, Decepticons trapped on a dying Cybertron. Optimus got to push the Autobots to the limit. And last but not least, Spriggan. Oh, yeah, I heard a lot of hype about that one. 
it's going to be interesting to see how Netflix adapts it. So I'm going to be definitely be enjoying that. And now you guys want to list your series choices in order, or? Yeah, um, for me, I'm for me, uh, way of a house husband is at the top of my list because Max always drops those bunga panels in the group as uh, random thoughts, and I always love that one that one panel with the dude when he uh, picks up the dog and he's like, "Oh, this is a super fluffy dog." Uh, mind if I pet it, and then they just run in the dog park and everything. So I'm like, super excited to see that one animated. Rocky, Son of Ogre, that one I'm super hyped to see because they left us on a giant cliffhanger saying you drew, saying to Baki that I now accept you as my prey. Come and get me. <laughs> and now we're going to see everything all fall into place. Baki going up against his old man. And... um Spriggan, I'm going into uh, that one kind of blind. I don't know what that one's all about, but I've heard a lot of hype from the group. I remember them uh, promoting it a while back when the um, manga was out last year, I think. So yeah. I'll definitely be looking forward to that one. All right, Seiku? Uh, mine is more outside of the Netflix list, but mine, for well, at least for January, um, that already said it, Horror Mia. That's going to be my anime of the season, no matter what. Just on right. bias. <laughs> World Trigger Season 2. That's finally coming back. So I'm Holy excited. shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. And what, from what I read in the manga, it's just going to be straight heat. So I can promise. In April, Shaman King is coming back. Oof, that's going to be gorgeous. Shaman King, Eden Zero, Fairy Tale Creator, um, newest work, and that's oh, yeah. my opinion so far. <laughs> um, pretty much just think of it as sci-fi, um, fairy tale. Granite is weird because Mashima did a, uh, like a an interview, right, web interview, and he said he doesn't really think of that series as a sci-fi. He thinks of it as more of a fantasy. But I'm like, bro, you're out of space, mm. man. Uh, you're on a mag thing, sci-fi, when you're out of space and rocket ships and shit like that, and time travel, like, bro. But <laughs> I, um, a lot of his elements is definitely sci-fi. So I would just say it's a great blend between fantasy and sci-fi. That's for sure. And for April, my hype is, because I know I said uh, Shaman King and everything, but my number one hype series is To You, the Immortal, from the creator of A Silent Voice. Man, man, when I tell you that's going to be some hype, bro. <laughs> Creator of a side of the voice, so I'm going to cry. Oh, I'm going to watch this. be amazing. And Brain Base, this, um, that's the studio behind it. I don't really know a lot of stuff they did, um, by uh, memory at least, but the trailer that released looks very good. So I'm excited for it. It had a nice, it had a delay from, it was supposed to come out this season. So hopefully this extra two seasons is going to give it that sharp and, um, that. Okay. I like this list. Mm-hmm. Like you guys make me think, damn, I got a lot to go. I got a lot to go for. I mean, Son of Ogre is up there. I don't know if it's the top. I'll put Way of the House Husband up there, but Son of Ogre is definitely a top five just because. I'm gonna enjoy the fact that all this shit I all this shit I've seen seen will get to be animated in like oh. the Netflix season. New Grappler was kind of like weird. I like it, but it was mostly about that jump. The 
<laughs> Baki becoming, you know, capital B A K I. <laughs> like grabs with Baki was him. Okay, you know, you won a tournament. My second series was him becoming a man, man, and he's still not eighteen yet. <laughs> He'll be starting up his senior year in high school. Jeez. So there's stuff like that, and like I think I will watch Kishibe Rohan. And I like the idea of Godzilla spriggin' another adaptation. So I'm always curious about those, just seeing how people change things or, you know, make them better. And then World Trigger, I'm really excited about that being back. And would you guys say for Eden Zero that this is, like, Machinima's bounce-back series? Oh, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Because, like, I know people shit on Fairy Tale frequently, and, like, for good reason. But yeah. He had a lot of good concepts there. Mm-hmm. Definitely did. A lot of repeated feet. That's all it was. <laughs> I think I think it was the execution that was kind of rough. Mm. So, like, you noticed he had, like, Seiko, you mentioned the different things he uses. Like, in Fairy Tale, there's time travel. In Raid Master, there's time travel. However, Eden Zero was more sci-fi. Like, you said, the space travel, more technology, more actual technology. The time travel element is included with the space travel, cosmic things, and it seems to be more balanced. Mm-hmm. So I guess and you learned all that. Goal in place that that is actually good because Fairy Tale Three didn't have a goal, right? Like they didn't have a goal for the guild. They just no. kept being involved in shitty situations that they had to get themselves out of, you know. And then at the end, very end, if I had the goal of defeating Zero, but I wouldn't even. Like, you know, and then Archaeologia just kind of just like jumping into that go. Wasn't like a legit go that you follow chapter one. You know, Naruto become Hokage, One Piece, Luffy event, some private um, pirate. You know, so Lucy accomplished her goal in the first so, chapter. She joined Fairy Tail. Mm-hmm. So, so, are we saying Lucy peaked? Oh, she definitely peaked. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. You peek in the first chapter, that's... Ooh, that's quite her goal. <laughs> I mean, on the bright side, yeah, she accomplished her goal. But on the downside, it's like, damn, where'd it go from now? Yeah. But I think one thing I like about Eden Zero, too, is the fact that one of the main characters was basically a YouTuber. Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> so that keeps it a, a nice... That gives a nice, good angle on some comedic takes with this series. So, I'm happy to see all this. It's making it a nice, comfortable series. Mm-hmm. With that said, any last recommendations, suggestions? Um, for me, um, I definitely slept on it until now. Uh, Lando definitely hooked it up with the recommendation. Wandering Witch, the journey of Elena, is mm. definitely not your soft-hearted, super wholesome series. Is definitely has some series that is just definitely a series that had amazing fight animation and boy oh boy just know when you get to episode four dude is that um at least animation and quality of the show itself I would put it on par with JJK for like these last four days I mean four weeks that's good bro this shit is amazing <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, one shot I forgot to mention for my most anticipated for next year is the final arc of Bleach is getting animated for the Thousand Year Blood War arc. I'm going to be spamming the group with Bleach content everywhere because I'm so excited for this final arc to see how Bleach finally comes to a close. I've seen a lot of uh, hype moments from the series, from manga games I've seen and stuff. So I'm definitely looking forward to that the most for next year. That I cannot wait to see the conclusion for that. Oh man, that's I forgot about that. That's they're really about to do this. Yeah, because we're gonna get an animated your watch. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, I'm not ready for that. This thing got a lot of battles. Animated your watch. Yeah, that stuff is wild, because I started reading it a while back at the beginning of it, and it goes from zero to 100 real quick. I'm like, oh, my God, how are they going to animate all this? They they were not kidding when they said Blood War. Yeah, it was a massacre. (laughs) I was like, damn, heads really are rolling. Shit. I didn't know that dude could bleed. God damn. (laughs) It's a, that's going to be very out of pocket. For me, uh, whew, I guess for me, uh, there's supposed to be a big JoJo announcement for 2020, though. Oh, boy. Maybe it was just wrong. Oh, yeah. Pers- oh, yeah. Next year. Next year. Okay. I was like, Uzumaki. Uzumaki. That's what I'm looking forward to. I know it's Toonami, but that Paul Stetson doing the music. He did it for Hereditary. That trailer was great. They built up the beat into an actual spiral of noise. And the fact they haven't altered the artwork and they keep it black and white, I think the black and white enhances the creepiness for Junji Ito, you know? Yeah. So I'm going to really enjoy seeing that. And good Lord, man, if they do this right, if they do this right, it's going to be great. It's going to be one of those series everybody's going to talk about. But I mean, as black people, we are going to be like, why didn't they do this? Why didn't they do X and Y? Why didn't they get the fuck out of there? But we're still going to talk about it. <laughs> so I'm going to be so, so happy when I see that. Because I think that's one of like the first horror manga series I ever got into. And it's always stuck with me with just how creepy it is. Yeah, that that manga skeeved me out. I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> Yeah, I looked at a couple panels and I'm like, nah, I'm I'm good, I'm good. That's gonna be so amazing, cause like even JoJo gets weird with the horror sometimes, like the body horror. Oh yeah, they but definitely like, or out of pocket over the top with it. So that'll be my end. It's almost been an hour. Thank you guys for your time. We're signing off. This is the Black Anime Nerds podcast. The substitute leader, the Rocky to Maxwell's Jason, <laughs> if you will. So that's a power rating reference for those that don't get it. <laughs> so I'm signing off. It's been Seiku. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been Gabriel. Bye, y'all. And we'll see you guys in a week or so.